Hebrews 11, 11. Then we'll be in 1 John 5, 4. Your greatest assets. We're going to talk about one of them today. Your greatest assets, which is our faith inside of us. Let's go ahead and look at uh, Hebrews. I'll read that, and then, then we'll get started in, into the message. Notice this, it says, by faith, even Sarah herself re- received the ability to conceive. Notice this, that's, that's probably for somebody here today. By faith, even Sarah herself received ability to conceive, even beyond the proper time of life. So she had more things go- going against her than just unable to conceive. Her age was going against her. Even beyond the proper time of life, since she considered him faithful who had promised. Who did she consider faithful? Him. She considered God faithful. Now turn over just a few pages to your right, and you'll come to 1 John. 1 John 5, 4, and it says, for whatever is born of God. Is there anybody here that is born of God today? Raise your hand real quick. Anybody here today? Yes, there are three that are here that are born of God. And it says, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Now, see, a lot of times we feel as believers the world is about to overtake us. It's about to beat us down. We're about to lose. We're about to get destroyed. That's a lie. It is not true. The word says, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Glory to God. Glory to God. Your greatest assets, and one of your greatest assets is your faith. Now, let me talk to the, to the parents and the grandparents just for a minute. As you know, I like to talk to the parents and the grandparents. Do you want the absolute best for your children and your grandchildren. I'm going to say it again, about half the crowd. Do you want the absolute best for your children and your grandchildren? Absolutely you do. Well, let me tell you, as your pastor of, of this congregation, I feel that same thought. I feel that same feeling. I want the absolute best for this congregation. Now, now think about this for a minute. Let me talk to the children, the younger people. Are you still children? Let me talk to the kids, uh, teenagers, whatever you might say. Let me ask you, do you want to live and have a good life? Yes. Do you want to have peace, joy, and the blessings in your life? You do. Do you want to have heartache, troubles, sorrow, strife, and anger in your life? You don't, do you? No. Now think about that. So, we, so we've covered the grandparents and we've covered the, the parents and now we've covered the young people. And I've already told you the, the heart of the, of the pastor is to see. I take great joy in to see the congregation walking in forgiveness. I take great joy in the scene, uh, seeing these young, young people, seeing them doing good and getting a hold of the things of God. I see great joy in seeing your children walking in the things of God and being blessed by the promises of God. I, I take great joy in that. 
And as I take great joy in that, and parents take great joy into seeing their children walk in the things of God, and grandparents take great joy in seeing their grandchildren walk in the things of God, just think how much more God takes great joy in seeing you, His children, walk in His blessings. Just think about how much more, right? How much more He wants us to be blessed and walk in the things that He has provided for us. It brings Him great joy. So let me ask you a question. If the grandparents want the absolute best, and the parents want the absolute best, and the pastor wants the absolute best, and the young people want the absolute best, and God wants the absolute best, why don't we walk in the absolute best? Why would that be? Our Sunday school teachers, our youth workers, all of our volunteers, they want the absolute best. The praise team, it's not hard to tell by, by, by the, the work and the time they put into it. It's easy to tell they want the absolute best, right? But why is that? Why, 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 if we all want the same thing, why are we not able to walk in the absolute blessings of God? Why is that? Well, I think it's because sometimes as believers, we think faith is a one-time experience. We think faith is just something that we do, we done long time ago when we opened our heart and asked the Lord to come in and forgive us. And then after that, hey, I did, I did, I got faith. I went and got it, man. I, I've got it right here. And we think that's, that's it. On the way to church this morning, I, I don't know whether I've ever shared this or not. I, I probably have, but I, I like to get Ori's take on things. And I asked Ori, I said, Ori, what do you think faith is? And he says, I have it in my heart. See, he knows. And if Ori's ever prayed for you, you know. <laughs> he, he knows. Steve Hutchcraft. <clears throat> Steve Hutchcraft said that he would rather have Ori Greenwalt pray for him than, than any person in the, in the world. So, so here, here's what I have deducted from my scientific research. We have to be in position... To receive from God. Right? We have to be, we have to be in an attitude and a mindset and even, and we have to be in a, 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 an atmosphere where God can bless us. Because many of you sitting here today, let me, let me come at it like this. Many of you are sitting here today, you would love to bless your children. You would love to bless your grandchildren. But they're not in a position to where you can bless them. Can anybody say amen to that? Amen. It's true. It's true. And it's the same way we see this all through the scripture in Exodus 33.3. And this is where God is leading the children of Israel out of bondage. And you know, you wouldn't you think 
that if you had been in bondage for 400 years and God said, I am going to lead you out of bondage and take you to a land you'll be free, wouldn't you think they would throw everything down and run and follow God? Wouldn't you? Well, they didn't. But you know what? We have a message of the cross where we can share with people and we can say, you can throw all of that down. You can get rid of that addictions and all of those bad habits and that stinking lying tongue. You can get rid of every bit of that if you'll just follow the Lord. And you know what happens? They won't go either. They're hesitant. They don't want to leave. They don't want to leave what they know. And that's the way the children of Israel was. Exodus 33, 3. And it says, go up to a land. This is God is talking to this chosen generation. He says, go up to this land that is flowing with milk and honey. It's a little bit foreign to us now, a land flowing with milk and honey. You know, today you might say, I don't know what would you say. Depends on what age group I was talking about. I'll talk, I'll talk to these guys. God was going to lead them to a place that had shopping malls and uh, and what, what else? What else do you guys like to do? They had go-kart tracks, whatever you guys like to do. That's what they had. For us older people, the ocean and loungers and beach service. What's that? Shopping. Yeah, I'm shopping. Except, you know, they'd probably bring the items by to you like this. I don't know. I don't know. But see, God wanted to lead them to a land. It says right here, to a land flowing with milk and honey. A prosperous land. A place where it was all set up for them. Notice what he he goes on to say. He says, but I will not travel among you for you are stubborn and rebellious, he said. Isn't that something? Here they was in 400 years of bondage. And God wanted to lead them to a land flowing with milk and honey, already prepared, bought and paid for. All they had to do was enter in, and they was being stubborn and bullheaded. Now, I know there's nobody here that's stubborn and bullheaded. But you know what? When we get the mindset that that we no longer should walk by faith or that we don't need our faith anymore, what we're doing, we're being stubborn and bullheaded. We get to a place in our life where we say, no, God, I, I, I don't need your assistance anymore. I don't need your help anymore. I've got this, so, so just let me handle it. And that is a place where you stop growing. I'll tell you this morning, when, when you grow your faith, when your faith grows, you grow. When your faith grows, you are setting yourself up to get closer to God. And when you get closer to God, you get closer to his love, closer to his mercy, closer to everything that he has. But you just won't, it won't fall out of a tree, you know, like apples on top of your head. It will only be by faith. Because the enemy, the devil, he'll do everything he can to throw you off track. And to steal your faith and take it away from you. Amen. Amen. We also see this in the New Testament. In Matthew 13, 58. A classic scripture, Matthew 13, 58. 
where Jesus returned to his hometown. And Jesus had been all over the region healing the sick and, and setting the captives free. But he came to his hometown and the scripture says that Jesus could do no mighty works there because of their unbelief. Because of their unbelief, because of their lack of faith. Now there's other translations says that, that he could just do, just heal some minor ailments. But he couldn't really do what he wanted to do. And sometimes I'm not too sure if we don't fit in, I'll talk about myself, if, if I don't fit into that situation sometimes, you know, I let God uh, uh, work in my life and, and, and bless me to a certain extent, but just on a minor scale. But what God wants to do, he wants to do what Jesus done, he went around and healing all and setting everyone free whether it was in his hometown or anywhere else, that's what he really wanted to do. You see, these people, they weren't in a position with their faith. They were not in a position to receive God's best. And I just want God's best. I want everything that God has for me. I don't want yours, but I want everything he's got for me. Right? Yeah, you can have yours. God's got enough for you and me both. Just like your mom, just like your grandmother, they've got enough, enough love inside of them for 20 kids, right? 30 kids. How many? 40 kids. Amen. They doing. Same way with God. He's got enough for everybody. But we have to be in a position to receive these blessings and to walk in these blessings. So kind of the question here, are we in a position to allow God to help us to forgive? Or are we in a position to have God help us to walk in his joy? You know, I need that. Every day of my life, I strive to walk in the joy of the Lord. And you know what? I fail many days. But I strive for that. I put out my... I put out my antennas of faith for that. I, I activate my faith to walk in his joy. And sometimes I succeed and sometimes I fail. But that's what we have to do. We have to, we have to activate our faith to be in a position to receive from God. You might want to be in a position to get out of debt. Well, your faith will help you do that. Maybe it's a better relationship with those around you. Well, your faith, if you will activate and cultivate your faith, it will help you in those areas. When your faith grows, you grow. Amen. Are we in a position to use our greatest assets? And one of them is faith. It's a, not an easy position. You know, there was a time in my life where I don't think I possessed even one of God's blessings. Not one. I was trying to do everything on my own. Me and my wife had been separated. I hadn't worked for, I hadn't worked for weeks. And, and I don't think there was anything good in my life whatsoever other than my wife and my daughter. Only thing good. 
and my mom and dad, of course. The only thing good in my life. But then I got saved and I, and I started following the Lord. I, I let him take the reins of, of my life and started allowing him to lead me in the direction that he wanted me to go. I started reading my Bible on a regular basis. I started coming to church and going to church on Sunday morning and on Wednesday night. And, and slowly but surely, my life started, started, I was put myself in a position where I could receive the things of God that I wanted in my life. You see, I always wanted them there, but I didn't know how to get them there. I always knew I wanted the best for my family. I always knew I didn't want to, I didn't, does anybody ever want to be a drug addict? No. Does anybody want to be an alcoholic? No. Does, does anybody want to be, you know, any of those things addicted to anything? No. Does anybody want to be captivated and held on to by unforgiveness? Does anybody want that? No. But much of the time we end up there not realizing where we ended up until it has us and we're captivated by it and we can't get away from it. But our faith will lead us away from it. I started reading the word of God and going to church Sundays and Wednesdays and anytime there was a revival, we would go to it. And I slowly positioned myself in a position to receive what God had for me, to receive what he wanted for me. You see, all the time, all that time, God was waiting on me. You know, I thought, I, I didn't think for a while there, I didn't think God, God liked me or something. I just thought that's just the way things are. You know, if you, know, you turn your back on God, he, he stabs you or you turn your back on God and he kicks you to the curb. That's not it at all. Most of the time, God is waiting on us to get in a position so that he can pour out his good things upon us. And we get in position by exercising our faith and activating our faith. You see, it took faith for you to come here this morning. It takes faith for you to come on Wednesday night and Sunday school. It takes faith to do that. It takes faith to, to get our 10% and drop it in the bucket. That takes faith. It takes faith to forgive somebody. It takes faith to do that. Anything we receive from God, you will receive it by his grace and your faith. Now, here's what I wish. I wish, I wish that we could receive it for you. I wish your mom and dad could receive it for you, but they can't. We each one stand alone on our own faith. Greatest assets is our faith. And God gave each and every one of us a measure, a starting point. You know, my wife, she, she's into plants. Anybody here into plants? Growing flowers and stuff like that? Anybody here? Uh, what, about, what about goldfish or, or animals? I know a lot of you have animals and stuff. And Mark Miller, he just went somewhere, uh, somewhere to get some calves, some type of docile calves or cows. Well, see, 
What he did, he went to get him a start. You see, he didn't go buy a whole herd, all right? He went to get him a start, right? And my wife is always getting a, a start of something from somebody. They will give her a start and she'll put it in the ground and it'll grow and it'll grow. And the next thing you know, she's got a bunch of them. Well, see, that's the way your faith is. God gave you a measure of faith and then it's up to you and I to put ourselves in a position to receive from him. All right? Praise team, go ahead and come, please. When your faith grows, you grow. And I've already established that it's my desire, it's your mom and dad's, it's your grandparents' desire, and it's even your desire to have the good things of God in your life. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Bow your heads with me just for a moment. Heavenly Father, we just worship you today and we praise you today. Oh, that you would take this word. Oh, and penetrate our hearts with it. That we may worship you, we may serve you. We may yield our lives unto you. For Father, it's only you that knows what truly makes us happy. It's only you that pours out the grace and the mercy and the joy and the love that we need. You have everything we need, but we have to be in a position to receive your blessings. And I pray these things in Jesus' mighty name. If you're here today and you've never called on the name of Jesus, that this is your opportunity. You can do it right there where you're at. You can squeeze the person's hand standing beside you. You can squeeze their hand and ask them to come forward with you. You can come forward and we will pray with you. You can hear in just a moment. You can say this prayer with me. And then when you get to the car, you can tell the individuals what happened. The main thing is that you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. So bow your heads with me just for a moment. And everybody repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I come to you today just as I am. I've done wrong. And I need a change. I've made mistakes. I've sinned against you. I know I need a savior. I ask you, Lord Jesus, to come into my heart, change me, strengthen me, forgive me, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Now, if you said that prayer for the very first time, if you meant that in your heart, that means it meant something to God. If those words, if you said that prayer and those words didn't mean nothing to you, well, it didn't mean nothing to God either. But if you said that for the very first time, that means that you, that you have the measure of faith to receive Christ. You have the measure of faith to become a child of God's. So now, so now this next part is your part where you tell someone around you, whether it's there beside you, whether you wanna come up here and we'll pray for you, whatever the case may be, but it's so important that you tell somebody.
Tell them. And let me, let me, you know, let me, let me uh, let you in on a secret. The more you tell somebody, the more you talk about it and tell them what God has done in your heart, it will grow inside of you. It will get bigger and bigger and stronger and stronger and your faith will grow. Stand with me, please. Amen. If you have a need this, need this morning, go ahead and come. Thank you, Lord. Please don't let anybody pray alone. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. All the wealth of God Such treasure found in Him And who could comprehend His heart and mind His wisdom has no from him, through him, to him are all things. From him, through him, to him are all things. To you be the glory forever. To you be the glory.
It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677.